series, uh, message in this series on Philemon. We've been looking at what does it mean for a church to live out the way that God's called us to. What the common unity that we have through Jesus sounds great on paper maybe, sounds maybe great theologically, but what does it actually mean in real life? And that's what Philemon is all about. So I'm going to read Philemon. If you have an app or if you need a Bible, there's some in the back corners. Um, You can grab a Bible or um, open up your phone to Philemon. Now, if you type P-H-I, it will probably go to Philippians. So P-H-I-L-E-M-O-N, sort of near the back, near Hebrews, if you know where that is. I'm just going to read the letter. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, and also to Apphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner in Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become both useful to uh, you and me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so he could take your place in helping me while I'm in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favor you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He's very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother, that I might have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one thing more. Prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, be with your spirit. God, as we just hear, uh, as we just heard your words, we pray that we would be able to understand them well. And we not just with our heads, but with our hearts and our bodies and our, our lives, and that we'd be able to live in a way that, uh, that this letter instructs us to do. Lord, I pray for the words that I speak. They might be words from you and not from something of my own. And we pray we would all come away more encouraged by the love that you have for us. Amen. 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 All right, so just to give a brief recap of the story, um, Onesimus was a slave. Philemon was his master. Uh, very different from uh, slavery that we think, like human chattel, African kidnapped kind of slavery. Um, if you have questions about that, um, definitely bring them up after the service. I'm happy to talk about what slavery was like. Not that it was fantastic, but it was different. Uh, it wasn't like a boss worker situation, but it also wasn't, the people didn't own people. So Onesimus was a slave, Philemon was his master. Onesimus ran away. So it kind of shows not the best situation if you're going to run away as a slave. And he stole from Philemon, his master, to finance his journey. He ran into Paul in this other city in Rome. It was much farther away, like over a thousand miles. 
and he becomes a Christian as he runs into Paul. Because of the importance of rightly living out Christian community, uh, Paul sent Onesimus back to his master uh, to be reconciled. Basically, Paul is saying, Onesimus, you're a Christian. Philemon, you're a Christian. You guys got to work this out. And regardless of wherever that means, for you're a slave or not a slave anymore, you have to work this out between you. You must live the truth of being believers together out. And Paul wrote this letter that we read to be delivered by Onesimus to Philemon. Now, one, we, we don't know actually the end of the story because they're not really given it and it's not written down anywhere. But the very fact that this letter survives proves that probably what happened was all the things that Paul said was going to happen. If Philemon, receiving this letter, said, yeah, I'm not going to do that, he wouldn't keep the letter as evidence to proof that Paul told him to do that. So just a little thought there. Now, this is the last of our Philemon series. Uh, the first one was about Onesimus, was about facing, um, facing when we wrong other people and also being vulnerable when other people wrong us. The second one, um, we talked about Philemon and the sacrifices that we are called to make for community, especially with respect to forgiveness. And this week, we're going to focus on Paul. So Paul, he's an outside party. He's seeking the good of Onesimus and of Philemon, but he's not like directly involved. And Paul's theme is mercy. Now, what do we learn about how we ought to act through this letter? Like, what does this actually teach us as people? Because it's a different world. We live in a totally different world. I think was, uh, there are definitely some themes that we can, we can uh, learn about. If you think back, we've definitely learned through Onesimus. I mean, none of us have been runaway slaves, but through Onesimus, we've learned what it means to be vulnerable when it's difficult. Uh, we should also be like Philemon and, and extend forgiveness when it's difficult. But this one is particularly about Paul seeking the mercy of other people. That's what a church kind of ought to be like. Seek the mercy of someone else. And Paul goes out of his way to do just that. Now, if you have questions, there'll be a thing on the bottom of the slides here. Um, there'll be a website. It's an anonymous website. You can put any questions that you want through. And then at the end of the sermon, I'll just bring them up and talk through them, and we'll see if we can come to some answers. It's really questions or comments or thoughts. So any, any of those things you want to add. Oh, it's not on the bottom. Oh, it's not on the bottom. Well, if you go to redeemermcr.com slash ask, raise remember, um, that you can send anonymous questions in, and we'll look at it. Now, like vulnerability and forgiveness, I think we all like the idea of seeking the mercy of others. We love the idea of us, of, of us helping other people. We like the idea of other people helping people. We really think that communities should be about helping other people. We really think, and we rightly should, that the church ought to be about helping people who need it. The church ought to be about mercy. Surely, God's family, God who is the father of mercy, if it's his family, we should kind of live this out. Now, the only way that our church can actually do that, that our church can be about seeking the mercy of others, is if we rely on him to do that. How was, our, how was a church different than any other organization? Well, it does talk about like, God and talk about his action in our lives. And we, we cannot be as a church what you aren't as a Christian, so maybe you like the idea of mercy, but if you aren't merciful, guess what? You're part of the church is just people. Like, we're not going to be a merciful church. So we cannot be as a church what you aren't as a Christian. So remember as we, as we go through some of these points um, that we can't be as a church what you aren't as a Christian. But thankfully, through the work of the Holy Spirit and the refreshing presence of Jesus,